Good morning, and it is a beautiful, beautiful Thursday. Amen. I'm excited about today. God has an amazing word for you today. We are still talking about the blessings of God, the promises of God. And you know, we need to learn how to stand on the word of God. Amen. And so I want you, as always, to go get Bible paper and pencil so that we can take some notes and write some things down concerning the word of God. You know, yesterday I kind of mentioned um, to write the, the scripture in your hand. We have, there's nothing wrong with our memory, but sometimes we have a little challenge with our re recall. And I asked how many of you, when you took a test and you did a little cheating, and you put the answers in your hand, well, guess what? You can still write in your hand, but put the word of God so that you always have it right before you. You don't have to pull out your phone, search up the scripture, but you can just put a simple word in your hand and just say, I am blessed. Um, God delights in me. I am the righteousness of Christ, amen. And so I want you, there are those that are already coming on the line, and I'm excited that you are with me. Amen. This is going to be a glorious time in the Lord today. Please share, share, share this video, this message with your family, your friends, and yes, always your foe, because we learned earlier this week that God will lift you up above your foes, my God. So we still need to minister to them or make the word readily available to them. We know that one plant, one water, God gives the increase. So we know he'll give the increase even to our folks. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we just praise you and we thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for this is the day that you have made and we choose to be glad in it. Amen and God bless. And I will be right back. Well, good morning, and I am back with you. Praise God. I'm so excited about today's message because it's going to give us some nuggets that we can hold on to, that we can decree and declare over our life and, and those that we love over their lives. Amen. So we're talking about the promises of God, and I asked the question, who is the God of your descendants? You know, who will your descendants be able to look at in your life? What will your life have told them about the blessings and the promises of God? And so we want to minister to our descendants, the next generation. We want to be able to impart. Remember, our lives 
are living epistles read up by men. And yes, they're read up by our descendants. What will they say they saw Big Mama do or, or Papa John do? What will they say that they saw them do? Will they say they saw them praying? Did they lead them into prayer? Did they stand on the blessings and the promises of God? Well, we're going to start off today with the same scripture that I started off with yesterday, and that is Psalm 37, 25 through 26. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so please get your Bible, take some notes. Um, this is a very powerful scripture, and it's going to lead us in a direction of showing us and tell us even more about the blessings and the promises of God. Um, Psalm 37 says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging for bread. He is ever merciful and lands, and his descendants are blessed. Yes, that is a promise to you and you need to hold on to it. You need to pass it on down. They need to see that word come alive in you. Yes, alive. We serve a God who's not dead. He is alive, and we need to allow our descendants, our, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, see that word come alive in each and every one of us. I've been blessed. I have three that I know of three great-grandchildren, my, my God. And so they will be able to see the blessings and the promises of God in my life and be able to be a recipient of those blessings. Now, I want to break this scripture down a little bit more um, because I made some comments yesterday about bread um, representing money. Back in the day, um, the, the, the old heads, as they would say, see, I'm from the East Coast, and they had this language, the old heads, the older generation would say, man, do you have any bread? They were referring to money, and, and um, especially on Friday, because they know everybody got paid on Friday or every other Friday. And so people were looking for a handout. They were looking for some bread. And they would say, you got any bread? So let's look at this again. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging for bread. So we, according to this particular scripture, according to this promise that God has set before us, amen, that there will be nothing lacking in our life. We won't have to beg. We won't have to to borrow money. He said he would make us lenders and not borrowers. Why? Because there is an abundance. There's a promise that's connected generationally from one generation to the next. But you have to be able to hold on to the promise. You need to know what the promises are. And you need to do what you need to do to get the promises activated in your life. Now, you, you know, you, you got to be saved. Amen. Everybody saved is not delivered. And so we're working on getting deliverance um, for many of our family members. And, and, and notice it says generation. It, it says descendant. Um, and so those are people who are close to you. And so good morning, Yvette. 
It is so good to have you on with me this morning. You are so faithful, my God. And so it is so good. Here is showing that family is our first ministry. Amen. So we need to get our descendants. We need to get our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. <clears throat> we need to have the carpet laid out for them so they will know who their God is, that they serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yes, that's right. Because if we don't tell them where they're going to get the information from, there's so many gods out there in the world but we, they need to know that we serve the only true and living God. Yes, that's what I said. The only, the only true and living God. Muhammad is not God. He's dead. Buddha is not God. There's so many different gods out there, but we serve the only true and living God. I know I repeated myself. It's worth repeating because the word is like a hammer. And so I'm trying to hammer that word into you. I'm trying to pin it into your heart. I'm trying to get it in there so that you will know who your God is. Amen. And so here is showing that we need to be concerned about our family. You got so many people who are out doing this and with um, ministering to this person and that person, but yet and still our, our descendants uh, are, are being scattered all over the place. One of the things is because you have a lip service and talking about your God, but they are not reading your life to the point where they see the true and living God in your life. And we have to be an example to them of what God is capable and he is able to do. But here we're talking about the blessings. And so Ecclesiastes 11 and 1, it says, cast, it says, cast thy bread upon the water, for it shall find it after many days. So when you sow um, to those that are lacking, guess what? It's going to come back to you. You're sowing seeds. Remember one plant, one water? And guess what? God gives the increase. We are not our life is not dictated by what we have, but you have a wealth of blessings in your mouth. And so you need to decree and declare the promises of God, for they will not return to your void. They will not be empty. Remember, I have said, and I'm quite sure you've heard it. I'll probably say it again. Each word that you decree and declare that lines up with God's word is a container and it contains everything that you need. It needs, <clears throat> excuse me, that it needs to produce the blessings of God to produce what it is. So when you talk about your bread and understanding, we're talking about finances, that word contains everything that it needs to produce, to bring the finances, to bring the wealth into your life. <clears throat> Remember one plant, one waters. What? The seed. The word of God is a seed, and it shall not return void, my God. And so I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Remember, you are clothed with righteousness once you Accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. 
You are identified. You have been marked with a robe of righteousness, my God. He is forever merciful and lends. Woo, my God. No one, people will see the blessings of God poured out on you and they will wonder, how did you do that? How did that happen? How did you go from welfare, living in the projects, to living in a million dollar home? And you're able to say, my God, my God who is faithful, my God, he is truly faithful. In Psalm 37, 26 says he is forever merciful and, and, and his seed is blessed, my God. The seed that is planted is blessed. Your descendants are blessed. Look at Abraham who um, was a friend of God. Lot and his family was in Solomon and Gomorrah, but they were a seed of Abraham. And God, through his grace and his mercy, brought his seed out and they were taken out of a place that was going to be destroyed because of the sin nature and the riotous living. Look, let us not get so comfortable with the, what the world is doing. We still need to live righteously before God, living holy before God and not lending ourselves, not allowing the world to lead us but we need to learn how to be leaders of the world. Let them see what our life is like according to the word of God. My goodness, hallelujah. I thank God for those that are on with me. Um, please give me some thumbs up um, so that I can give you a shout out. Please share, share, share this messages because I am talking about the promises of God. I gave you a scripture yesterday, Genesis 17 and 7. It says, I will establish my covenant between me and that me is a capital M, meaning God and you and your descendants. Woo! And after you in, their, in your generation, in their generation, for a covenant, everla everlasting covenant, not just for you, but an everlasting generation from one generation to the next. So I know that my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and my great-grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren will be blessed because of the blessings that are on my life. My salvation has come as a result of my grandmother and my great-grandmother praying. Oh, yes. Um, my mother told the story of an aunt that she had who was in slavery, who was a slave. And we know many of the slaves pray with the knowledge that they had. They didn't have full access to the word of God like we do, nor were they able to read. They, weren't, um, they were beaten even if they tried to read. So, you know, God understands that. There's a scripture in the word that talks about the liquid prayers. And so many of them, even though they didn't have scripture, um, they didn't have line upon line, precept, precept uh, 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 precept, but they had the liquid prayers that rolled down their, their face and God saw them and he answered their prayers. So my salvation is as a result of my ancestors. 
You know, I'm a descendant of someone who prayed. You are a answer to a from a descendant who prayed the word of God for your salvation. Amen. And so we need to pass that on and we need to show it in our life. We need to decree and declare the word of God. He is amazing. Amen. And so know that the promises are, are faithful. Um, some Proverbs 14 and 21 say, He despiseth his neighbor, sinneth, but he that has mercy on the poor is happy. Woo, my God, you want to be happy? Then guess what? Bless the poor. Bless the poor. You know, we, we see uh, people on the road with signs, you know, they had children, they've gotten really professional with their signs and saying, I'm hungry, feed me. And some of them have been very deceptive, but that's not your responsibility. But if you see someone who is in need, sow into their life, you know, even if it's a dollar, sow it into their life. You know, um, I was always taught, never eat your last seed. Always have something to sow. Always have something to sow. And so I wouldn't advise you to get out your car. You know, you can just crack your window, put the money through a crack in the window and give it to them, you know, but never eat your last seed. Always have something to sow. Never eat your last bread. Now we know that bread is money, okay? Um, but never eat the last one. But you have a promise from the most high God, my God, that your your generation, your descendants will not go hungry, nor will they beg for bread. My God. Let me give you those scriptures again. Um, someone, if you're on here listening, please write these scriptures down. Psalm 37 and 25, which is the one that I'm basing this off of. I've been young, now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging for bread. I don't have to, I don't have to be concerned about my descendants because I know I am a child of the most high God. I know that God's word is true, that he's not a liar, that he will hold on to his promises because I'm in covenant with him, my God, because of Abraham. I'm in covenant with him because I've accepted his son, Jesus Christ, my God. It says, nor his seed begging for bread. Psalm 35, 20, uh, 25. Please that, write that down. Then um, Psalm 37, 26. Woo, glory to your name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Yvette, uh, for writing it down. Psalm 37, 26. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. You want your seed? Give. That's how you get, that's how you get out of poverty. Let me tell you, I, I was on welfare. Now, I know I'm not giving you scripture here, but I, I'm a living example of what God's word will do when you stand on the promises. I was on welfare. I was on welfare, and God taught me the principles. God taught me about the promises. The Holy Spirit, my God, taught me how to come out of poverty, and that was by giving. Even when I was on welfare, I learned to give, you know, um, I, when I first started hearing about tithes and offerings, you know, I'm like, huh, 
I'm not going to give that preacher like so many people do. I'm not giving that preacher my money. Well, guess what? You're not giving it to the preacher. You're giving it to God. You're sowing a seed, a memorial seed in the light in your life for your generation, for your descendants. My God. And, and my attitude was, huh, I'm not going to give them that money. You know, but as I continue to hear the word, how many of you know the word of God is light? And so I can, as a light of God, the word of God continues to come into my life. It, it dispelled the darkness about the misbelief that I had about giving in the church. You know, you don't have to beat people up about giving. If you're preaching the gospel, if you're giving the word of God, guess what? Woo, my God, that word's going to come. That word's going to come alive. Darkness is going to be dispelled. It is going to go away. And so when I start giving, I didn't, I didn't, give, my, I didn't give the full 10%. And maybe some of you out there that are listening and you say, oh, well, let me try it. If it worked for her, because God has no respect to person. If he did it for one, my God, he will do it for another. And so when I started giving, I didn't get the full 10%. You know, I was looking at that money that I had and the children that I had. And I was already robbing Peter to pay Paul and you know, what was I going to do? But I began to obey the word of God. I began to, to heed the truth that I was hearing. And I gave a portion of my tithes. But even in that, God knows that I was in the process of learning. God knows that I was in the process of maturing in the word of God. And I needed a refrigerator. And I, someone gave me a refrigerator I paid for the refrigerator, um, but there's no way I could have gotten a refrigerator for what I paid for um, because I needed to have one for my children. But because I was faithful and, and given the tithes, even though I gave a portion of it, God blessed me. Now, you said, why am I talking about myself? I'm a living epistle read up by men. How are you going? You didn't know me back, back then. You know, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. And so I want you to overcome. I've overcome by the words of my testimony. And I truly believe that when I share my testimonies with those who didn't know me or those who were not involved with what happened, my God, it gives permission for those same things to occur in your life. Maybe make sure you give me some thumbs up and some hearts. Amen. Praise God. He is amazing. Make sure you write down Ecclesiastic 11 and 1, which says, Cast thy bread upon the water, for it shall find it shall find it after many days. Bread, as I said, back in the day, the old heads, you know, on the East Coast would talk about. Your bread is your money, my God. Yesterday, we talked about Psalm 1 and 12, 1 through 3. Talked about, bless, praise the Lord. Bless is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandment. Are you delighting in the commandments of God? Commandments are, are not restrictions. They're not there to put boundaries on you, but they are there to to help you to have an overflow of the blessings of God in your life. And so I talked about, you know, giving some of my tithes. But when I started giving the fullness of tithes, I, I was still I, I was still holding back a little bit. 
You know, I didn't just jump on the bandwagon. Oh, let me get 10% because I'm still looking at what I see. I didn't learn how to walk by faith and not by sight in the beginning. I had to learn, like so many of us are still learning, how to walk by faith and not by sight. And I would look at what I would have in my hand, and I didn't understand the full concept of God's promises. But when I did, my God, I started buying um, a 25 cent money order to send $2.57 to World Vision, um, $2.50 to World Vision. And so I started giving like that. I started buying sacks of rice to take to um, the shelters to help to feed the multitude. So I did a little bit at a time, but God took me from the pit to the palace, my God, because I stood up on the promises of God. Now, I'm not boasting in myself because I could not have done anything that I've done. I was uneducated, my God, and God made a way for me to get an education, to go to school and get all the degrees that I I needed to get to have a good job, to become a professor in the university. I was a, a dropout in the ninth grade, but because of the promises, because of my, um, because I was a descendant of someone who stood up on the word, who prayed, the blessings of God came up on me. And so the blessings of God will come up on you. Stand up on the word. Allow your family to know that you are a praying person. And okay, you made mistakes. You cussed somebody out. You gossip. You talk. Repent and ask God for forgiveness. And guess what? Move forward and watch God do in your life, and your life will become a book read up by men. Wow, God is such a blessing. This, you know, uh, the promises of God, remember, are yes and amen. Search out the promises. I'm, I will be talking about the promises again tomorrow. I don't know what God has in store for you, but I know it's going to be great. Oh, stand on the promises that I gave you. You know, you might be young right now, um, but one day you will get old because you, you will have long life and you'll be able to say, I've been young and I've been old. The youth is not wasted on the young. I know what to do with my youth. I know what to do with the wisdom that I have received over the years to not eat my last seed, to be able to keep it and sow it in the life of someone who needs it. Amen. Praise God. God is so good. I thank you for, for being on the line with me today. You are amazing. You are absolutely amazing. Praise God. Well, I will be back with you tomorrow at the same time, and we will be here on the promises of God until he says something different. Remember, you have to follow the first assignment God gives you before um, you move on to something else. But I trust that this has been a blessing to you. And I will see you tomorrow at the same time, the same place. In Jesus' name, God bless.